So I got one today. I got one. Like, you know, sometimes like you, you get up to do a presentation or you're going to speak or, or, or you're going to do your dance or you're going to do whatever. And, you know, before you start, this it. That's how I feel today. Like, I'm ready because we've been in this series um, that we've entitled marked. Everybody say I'm marked. And we've been talking about the life and the leadership of David. And, and, and this is the thing that I want everybody to know. I don't care how you came in here today, that you're marked by God. You're marked for purpose. You're marked for impact. You're marked for more. You're marked for more than what you've been experiencing. Somebody just say that. Your faith needs to be um, um, enlarged. Say, I'm marked for more. You're marked for more than what you've been experiencing. And so as we've been looking at this, we've been, we've been channeling through David's life. Who, who started out in a pasture and will one day end up as the king of Israel in a palace. But there's a process. Everybody say process. <laughs> there's a process to the palace. And I know in our Instagram generation and our we want it quick um, type of society, we hate processes. Many of us don't do things that are good because we don't like the process. L let's be honest. How many of us hate processes? And if your hand ain't up, there's a process you don't like. Some of y'all don't like the process of making your bed, but you work out every day. So you like one process, but you don't like another process. Okay. See, some of you don't like the process of brushing your teeth. You nasty. But you like the process of washing your car. So, so I don't want anybody to feel like you're on a different level than anybody because we all have processes we hate. But if you're ever going to reach the full potential of what God's called you to do, you're going to have to embrace the process. Okay, so, so this is what we're walking through in David's life. And I started to look at David's life and how things were happening and how he was approved in private. And then he was anointed before he was positioned. And then he became the answer to problems. And then there's something unique that just came out at me as I was reading through his story in 1st and 2nd Samuel. David was never networking for his next. David was never grinding to get his foot in the door. David was never hustling to get the hookup. Like you never see David like, I know I'm the king of Israel, so who do I need to be friends with? And what, 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 what website do I need to set up next king of Israel? Like how many followers do I need to get now so that when it comes time, I'll be able to parlay that moment into this. Like you never see David doing any of that. And it's because I found out that anything David did, he was always sent for or sent to. David never had to do anything that was outside of what he was supposed to do because God always sent for him or somebody in leadership over him always sent him to where the next thing was supposed to be. And so today I want to talk about being sent. I, I want to help some people because this is probably one of the hardest things for people who know they're marked by God. Like, I'm great. Like, I know it's, I know something great is in me. I, I see these visions. Like, it's hard for us to wait on God or go when he says go. And so most of us live our lives paralyzed in a position that we were never meant to stay in, but that was supposed to either prepare us for something or hold us until it was the right time. And so today, the title of the message is The Ascent of the Scent. The Ascent of the Scent. 
Ascent means to go up. The rise of people who are sent by God. And, and when I look at this, David always was doing the last thing God told him and spending time in the presence of God. And a lot of times we get in these places where it's like, I don't know what's next. You don't have to. Do the last thing he told you and spend time with him. Well, Pastor Mike, I'm looking for my next. I'm really believing God. I'm, I'm doing it. He didn't say nothing. It's still the same thing he told you three years ago. And I know you want a new instruction, but he's waiting for old obedience. I know, I know you want, I know you want to go to the net. Well, I'm just ready to be married, God. I just look at me. My summer body right. <laughs> I'm ready. And he said, but your, your, your attitude, your attitude's wrong. And so I need you to do the last thing I told you to do and spend time in the presence of me. And, and when David did this, he learned this dance that I call the back and forth. It was kind of like, I know y'all been to a wedding. It was kind of like the wobble. You know the point where they go like, boom, and then they hit it back like this. Somebody like, uh, Sally, the wobble? <laughs> like, but, 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 but it's like a, everybody wobble with me, wobble with me, wobble with me, and then wobble with me. Well, some of y'all know, everybody say, wobble with me. Okay, some of y'all got to, yeah, stop. But, but what I've learned is that that's an easy dance move because all it is is Back and forth. And I, I watched this, that David kept doing this back and forth move in his life. Like, like he was okay with going from the palace back to the pasture. He, he was okay with, like, God, you can use me on the stage. But you can use me when nobody's looking. He learned it. He learned how to go from public to private. Like, like I'll kill the guitar in front of everybody, but I'll still worship you when nobody's looking. He learned, uh, he learned the dance of the back and forth. He, he went from projecting what God had put in him to doing something real simple, protecting the sheep that he was given. And, and, and until you perfect the back and forth of God using you to be the man at your company and then coming home and serving your wife until, until, until God perfects you to be the best mom in the world, but then to curl up in a kneel position and be a daughter before a king until, until you develop the back and forth. You, you, you get this thing where you're always trying to dictate your next step. And God says, I just want you to stay in this back and forth until I send for you. And, and I want to be able to use you at a high level and then allow you to come back to a low level until I send you to the next place. And this is what happened to David. Look at it. First Samuel 17, chapter 15. It's a, but David went, look at it, back and the Bible's so congruent. 
So David went back and forth. Where did he go back and forth to? He was serving in the palace as one of the key tormentors of the king of Israel by playing the guitar because Saul had evil spirits. So he served in the palace, but he went back and forth and he went back to the pasture. Put the scripture back on the screen. Why did he go back and forth? To help. So the reason why God will use you on a big stage and then call you back to something that's smaller that only he sees is because he wants you to help. And David was helping his family. He said he did this to help his father with the sheep, with the thing that was lowly, with the thing that didn't matter, with the thing that that he probably could have paid somebody else to do. But he said, no, 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 no. This is what I've been called to do because I've been sent here. Everybody said I've been sent here. And so I want you to track with me David's journey. He was sent for to join the party that started without him. He wasn't even there. And then they said, send for the last son that we didn't invite. And nobody's eaten until he gets here. And then right after he was anointed the king of Israel, guess where he was sent? Back to the pasture. But it was for a reason. It was for preparation. And a lot of us don't like to go backwards. You're like, well, God, I was I was at this place in the company. And God said, but I'm sending you back to places to see if you'll still do the same things that you used to do before you got that promotion. If you'll still love on those kids that, that I've asked you to love on because they need somebody right now. And I don't need anybody who's ready for the palace right now. I need somebody who, who will be in a preparation mode to stay in the place that I have them. And then he was sent for to serve in the palace and torment what was tormenting Saul, his leader. And then he was sent back to his dad's house. And then check this one. He was sent to take his brothers a grilled cheese sandwich. Now, after all of the amazing things God did in his life, why would he be sent to become Uber Eats for his father and take a bagged lunch to his brothers and captains? This was a test. The same way that God has many of you in a test right now that looks beneath where you have come to. Like, like, like. Well, God, I'm 48 years old. There's no way I should be serving under this young millennial. Oh, I hear these conversations. Well, 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 well I've, I've owned three homes. There's no way that I'm moving to this apartment. He said, I'm trying to make you debt free. But you, you won't take a season of restraint to produce a lifetime of freedom. You would rather keep up with the Joneses who nobody knows who they are than to obey me and maybe have a few of your friends talk about you, but they into debt up to their wazoo too. And I'm trying to bless you so one day when they actually come to nothing, you can actually be a blessing to them. But you, uh, but you won't take this season of the back and forth. And, and, and what happens is I found out the secret. I found out the secret to being sent. Write this down. The secret to being sent is submission. Now, nobody likes this word, but I want to look. Everybody's like, nope, nobody likes this word. But I want to give you a fresh revelation. It's submission. Like you have to be sub to the mission. If, if, If you're going to be able to be sent 
to where God calls you to, to go into places where nobody like you has ever been, to be able to be the voice of reason. God says, I'm going to need you to learn submission. That means you're going to have to go low. Everybody heard of a submarine? You don't see submarines on top of the water. Where do submarines go? They go low. When you see, a, you don't even see a submarine coming. There's some things God's going to ask you to do and they shouldn't see you coming. Because you're so low. That means you're going to have to go under. That means that you're going to have to. uh, Let me make it real practical. Your feelings are sub to the mission. Well, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to because my feelings, I am submitted. Well, I'm uncomfortable. It's okay. You can be uncomfortable and be submitted because your comfort is sub to the mission. Y'all don't hear me in this place today. I'm trying to tell somebody right now, your opinions. Well, I've done this before. It doesn't matter. Your opinions are sub to the mission. Until you learn submission, until you learn to look at somebody that you don't agree with, And then carry it out with the full joy and faith like you came up with the idea. See, some of us, we do it, but then we're going to talk bad about it the whole time we do it. Or we do it and then we can't wait to get home because we're going to tell you, I can't stand my manager. Because every time, da, 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 and God said, you just forfeited. Like you did the action, but you disqualified it because you opened your mouth. I'm in your business today and it's okay but if you're going to be one that God can say I can send them you have to be sub and let me give you another tip this is free submission sucks like you've never heard thank you Lord that I have been able to be submitted and everything even our savior this is why I love Jesus is because he had to be submitted to the cross and, and, and they, didn't, they didn't white out this part of it where he didn't want to do it. Look at it right here in Luke 22, verse 42. It says, Father, this sucks. If you're willing, because you're a big, powerful God, if there's another way, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Me being subbed to the mission. I'm hurt right now, but there's a mission and I got to come sub to it. So yet, I want your will to be done. Not my will, your will be done. Not my opinion, your opinion be done. Not my feelings. If you want to be one who sent, you have to become submitted. I, I, I know, I know this is good. I, I, and I know some of y'all are, are a little tight booty right now because... Because... This is something that, that you don't want anybody to talk to you about. Like, like there, there are many people in here that if somebody starts talking to you, even hinting that, that you're not cooperative or not in unity or not, you just start defending it. What are you talking about? I do everything you ask with an attitude. I'm always on time when you want to be. And the thing that I'm saying is, I'm giving you the opportunity. I'm trying to give you a secret because God really does not want to have to humble you. He doesn't. 
And so he tells us in his word what to do if we're not submitted. Okay. First Peter five, six. So. Humble yourself. No, 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 please. Humble yourself. That means you're going to have to make yourself. Shut up. You're going to have to, you're going to have to make yourself. Not, not humble, humble. Everybody say, I got to humble me. If you don't humble yourself, put the scripture back up there. I, I want you to hear me. He's saying, humble yourself because I don't want to do it. And hund, humble yourself under the mighty power of God. You know, I got a plan for you. You know, I'm not just out here putting you in situations. I'm trying to build something for you. So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And what you really want is to ascend. But I got to send you first if you're going to ascend. So if you humble yourself at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. I'm just trying to encourage somebody. If you're marked, you're going to ascend, but you have to be sent and you can't be sent if you're not submitted. That's why when I just ask a lot of people to serve for this weekend, I just I'll know next week. Who submitted and and who I'm just your entertainer. And then there's a group of people that I'm your pastor. And, and it's OK if you, whatever group you're in, you're cool. I like I don't, it's OK. Come keep coming. But until you are submitted to a spiritual leader and when you only do whatever you want to do. You cannot, you cannot claim the benefits of being covered and submit. You can't, you can't claim the benefit if you only do what you want to do. So when God says to tithe, but you're not sub, I'm supposed to be off this point. But somebody needs it right now because you've been asking God, where is all the things? He said, if you would get under my covering. If you would really do what I've asked you to do, if you would allow your feelings to be sub, so then I could send that job your way. (laughs) And then I could send you to that upgraded position. But when you get there, you'll just think you got yourself there. So you'll do more of what you've done, which is disobey me. Okay, I got to get off this point. I'm going to need security coming out of here. Help me. Okay. So David, his secret was being sub- Well, they don't want me in leadership no more. I've done this for 15 years. And now they're going to put somebody else in here. I'm not serving no more. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't disqualify the 15 years. Because God made a change to check your heart. And he said, could could, you've been having people serve you with you for 15 years. And at the moment you're not in charge. You done? You wasn't submitted. And see, once David learned this, he had multiple leaders. He listened to his dad. He listened to the king. He even when he was when he was asked to, he listened to, to his older brothers. But my older brother ain't telling me nothing. I'll, I'll fight him. Because sometimes we try to be submitted wherever we think they deserve honor. But, but what ends up happening is God is always at transformation. We say we honor up. We honor down. 
We honor all the way around. Help me. We honor up. Oh, we honor down. Come on. We honor all the way around. No matter the age, we honor up. Oh, my. We honor down. Come on. We honor all the way up. I'm telling you, if you don't become submitted to people who have less experience than you, but God puts them in leadership, you're not disqualifying them. You're disqualifying yourself from what God has called you to do. Michael, move on. Okay. Look at 1 Samuel 17, 20. I don't want you to miss this. This is a bonus point. It said, so, so, so David now, I just want you to get this picture right now. David comes from the palace. Because remember, he does the back and forth, the wobble, okay? He's doing the back and forth. He comes from the palace in humility, comes to his dad and says, dad, what do you need? And his dad says, matter of fact, son, you've never done this before, but I need you to take this bread and this cheese. Take these grilled cheese sandwiches to your brother and the captains on the field. And what did he say? Yes, sir. I'm submitted to what you're doing. Now, me, I would have been like, dad, <laughs> I got to pass to the palace. I'm too big for this. But he said, yes, sir. And when he said, yes, sir, look what David did. He didn't go straight off and do it. Look what he did. Verse 20. He said, so David left the sheep. With another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. This is a bonus point. Don't be stupid, stupid about stewardship. So if you're marked, you're going to have an opportunity to go to something new and leave what you had undone. And God's never taking you to your next without you handling your now. He intentionally left the sheep with another shepherd. He intentionally did not mismanage or abuse or not use what he was given because, oh, now there's something new coming up. I can go to this next thing. God says, as you go to the next thing, I'm watching how you handled the last thing. And there are too many people in this room that go for bigger and better and leave behind what used to be bigger and better. What you prayed for, that apartment that you're leaving and now moving to your house, did you clean it before you left? Well, they can have my deposit. Mm. My only problem with that is God says, do everything you do as unto the Lord. So I got to call some friends over and we got to clean this up and they can still have my deposit. But when they see what my name was on. It's got to be a reflection of his name. And there are too many people uh, that are on to the next without handling what God has called them to do. Is this okay? Is this okay? All right, all right, all right. This side didn't say nothing. They all just looking at me. Okay. So, so let me tell you, if you're marked, write this down. Your opportunity is wrapped in obedience. So your next step, if you're going to be sent... If you're going to ascend and you're going to be sent, your next thing, your next opportunity, your next big break, your next connection is wrapped in obedience. It won't be wrapped in skill. It won't be wrapped in connections. It won't be wrapped in anything that seems logical. Because for David, we know that his next is facing Goliath. But the only way he ever meets Goliath 
is that he was obedient to take the grilled cheese sandwich to his brothers and the captains. What does the grilled cheese have to do with Goliath? Nothing except obedience. And you've been trying to navigate your steps and make all this stuff happen. And the thing that's the linchpin has nothing to do with what you're asking. God said, I ask you to obey and to serve those people. And you'd be like, that has nothing to do with me getting these worship songs out. He said, you think? That's why they've not come out and you got every connection around you and you in line for the promotion and your kids are ready. And God says, because your next opportunity I've disguised it in obedience. I need you to see that David was available to obey. The question is, are you available to obey God? I know you're so planned and you're so uh, you're you're so um, calculated. My question is that if God asks you to do something, have have you left any room? To obey what he says. See because David was available. He he was obedient. Not to do something extravagant. He was obedient to do something normal. I need you to get the gravity of that. Because a lot of people want their obedience step to be something huge. I just moved from Tulsa to Alaska. To get this region saved. Okay. If that's what God asked you to do. But I want you to see that David's next opportunity was not wrapped up in a big thing. It was a normal thing that anybody could do. But God asked him to do it. And so his normal obedience. Your normal obedience will produce opportunities that you've never even thought of. What are you talking about? Normal obedience. When God says say hi when you walk into the office. Yeah, take your wife on a date every week. Normal obedience. Read that book. Normal obedience. Watch their kids for them. Normal obedience. Cut off the cable. You need to save some money. Normal obedience. Give your shoes away. Not these shoes. Give them away. Normal obedience. Write that down. I'm giving you a song. I'm going to finish it a year from now. But write that phrase down. Normal obedience. Buy their meal. Well, they got money. They got in the line. It don't matter what I ask you them to do I ask you to do be be normal and obedient stop and pray for them normal obedience my man come here yeah come here what's your name move move like you want it Charles move like you Charles I'm glad you're here bro I'm gonna ask you to be like normally obedient I'm gonna say something I need you to do it okay take a step back okay take a step to your right step up on this this side thing Jump up and down. Got some hops. I see you, okay? Hey, go by that guitar right there. Yeah. Do you play guitar? You play the drums and the keys. Can you pick up the guitar, though? Can you put the guitar down? Can you go on the drums, please, for me? Sit, sit like you know what you're doing. Hey, can you pick up that gift that's on the kick pedal? Can you come back up here? Can can you stand next to me? Can you unwrap that gift? Quickly. (laughs) Can 
you tell everybody what those are? Wireless Power Beats earphones, okay? He didn't know when he got up here what I had for him. I knew what I had for him. But it was his... Oh, it was his normal obedience to do what didn't make sense that produced for him something that he didn't have. I need you to hear me. It's not going to be the extravagant, but it's going to be the normal obedience that's going to get God what he has for you. Somebody give God some praise. Love you, bro. So, so let me give you the point. Normal obedience creates incredible opportunities. If you would just do the normal things, God said, wake up and read your Bible. And just pray. Give me 10 minutes before you start your day. Normal. normal. Hey, every time you get that paycheck, just return 10% of it to me. And if I tell you, if I tell you, only if I tell you, give to that family, give to that organ, just do it. I know what I have for you. But until you get comfortable with normal obedience, I can't give you these incredible opportunities I've called you to. Let me tell you a story that played out in my life. Some of you know this, but when I was, um, it was probably two years ago that uh, my friend Paul Doherty up the street at Victory, he had a conference and um, Stephen Furtick was coming to this conference. And um, I called Paul. I was like, hey, bro, I know word explosion. Our victory conference is going to be packed. He's like, bro, I want to come. Can you can you save me a seat? He was like, yeah, bro. Steve Furtick's going to be here, bro. I'm going to sit you right up there with him, bro. It's going to be awesome. Paul's my guy. And so I'm there. And as I'm walking into the building, the Holy Spirit said, don't meet Stephen Furtick tonight. I was like, <laughs> I mean, if the opportunity is right and God, you create things. And I mean, clearly, he said, do not meet him tonight. I was like, all right, all right, all right. And so I'm thinking like, that's going to be easy. This is a 5,000 seat auditorium. They sit me right behind Stephen Furtick. Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd. And then Paul gets up and says, hey, turn around and greet your neighbor. And I had an opportunity right here to forfeit normal obedience. And at that moment, I turned around and I met a woman named Sally. And, and that night, I didn't meet him. This was August 2017. I left and I got in my car and the Holy Spirit said, thank you for obeying me. I said, that sucked. <laughs> but, but it doesn't have to feel good for you to do it. That was August. In October, I'm studying at my little study spot. And I get a phone call from somebody from North Carolina. I'm like, hello? And it was like, yeah, um, I thought I got your number at Inside Elevation, which is a conference they hold at that church. And, and she was like, but um, I need your number. Pastor Stevens trying to get in contact with you. I said, they must have some other Stevens at that church. <laughs> and she said, give me your number. She, I sent her my number. And five minutes later, I got a a minute and 41 second long voice note from Stephen Furtick. And he said, hey man, um, man, I know this may sound strange, but I was looking for my sermon on YouTube and yours was the next one. And I watched it. And I don't know who you are, but man, you're phenomenal. 
You just blessed my life. And he goes on for a minute and 41 seconds about how he know me. He said, the last thing he says, he said, man, you're doing a great job. I hope that we can meet one day. And God took me from being another fangirl. I would have just been another. Oh, my God, Stephen, you blessed me. Like, I would have been that. To because I was normal obedient. Not extraordinary obedience. Normal obedience. To where this man called me. And after he called me, he invited me to do all his weekend services the weekend after Easter. And that's where I first preached Mark to the world. And it went viral. But all of that did not come because of my gifting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came. It didn't come because of my connections. It came because of normal obedience. I'm just asking y'all. Maybe what God wants to do next is not wrapped up in something huge. It's wrapped up in something small. Your ascent is going to happen when God sends you. But he's got to trust that you are going to be obedient where you are. And let me give you my last point. Obedience doesn't require details. Most of us will never be obedient because God has not given enough information. I'll do it, God, but tell me some more. You said do what? <laughs> That's dumb. Give me a reason. And what you're doing is you're delaying what God has for you. I, I, I give you two examples. Some listening to me need to be sent to go somewhere else or do something else. And you're afraid right now because God's not giving you enough details. But in Genesis 12, 1, he talks to Abraham and he says, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family. Leave everything that's come comfortable and go to the land. Okay, which land? The one that I will show you. I'm not showing you till you move. What happens when God says, when you move, I move. Just like that. I think that was Prophet Ludacris who said that. That, that some of y'all are waiting on God and God's saying, move. And he said, when you move, I'll show you where you're going. And for some of us, we won't obey until we got more details. But you do not need details to obey God. Now, let me flip it to the other side. Because details are determined by God. But the disclosure of those details are determined by obedience. That's good. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to look at it because I don't forgot. The details are determined only by God. But the disclosure of those details, like when he tells you, when he lets it out, is determined by your obedience. The more obedient you are, the more instructions you get. The more obedient you are, the more clarity you get. The more obedient you are, the more people come into the situation that are going to help you. But many of you are standing at the starting line asking God to show you the finish line. And he says, I'm either going to show you the next step and not the mountaintop, or I'm going to show you the mountaintop and not the next step. Because I want you to trust me. And, and, and so some of you need to be sent, but the others of you need to stay where you are and wait to be sent for. Because you know that was Saul's problem. When, when he was supposed to wait on Samuel... 
to offer this burnt sacrifice. And you can go check it out in 1 Samuel 13. But he was supposed to wait for him seven days. It, I mean, it hit right 1201. He was like, where in the world is Samuel? He didn't come right when he said. And, and the day wasn't over yet because God's made some of you promises and the day is not over yet. But you're getting you're getting so frustrated and anxious that you're about to make a dumb decision because you you feel like it's supposed to be further along. And he said, wait on me. At the moment that Saul said, never mind, God's not going to show up. Samuel's not going to do what he said he was going to do. Verse nine, he said, so he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offering. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. And again, I ask you, what are you doing yourself? That God's saying, no, just wait on me. I'll send for you. I'll, I'll, I'll send people to you. I'll make it happen, but you got to wait on me. That's why I'm just encouraging everybody right now. Proverbs 16, 9. It says, we plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. What I'm saying is it's better for you to wait on God because this whole thing of needing to know all the details I'm going to tell you why he doesn't give you all the details. Because he wants a relationship of dependence. God doesn't want you to do anything without him. And I know the human nature is to be able to do everything without God. Y'all know that was Eve's problem. She thought that she would be able to know what God knew. And he left one thing out so that we would have to be codependent on each other. And a lot of people in here, you've been trying to. You only need you only use God when you need him and you've been trying to etch him out of your life. That means if I got enough money if my relationships is this and my kids are this and God's saying like, why don't you just do this with me? And, th and that's why he doesn't show you everything. That's why you're still some of y'all like, why am I in Tulsa? Came here 15 years ago and I cannot leave. He said, because the next step I'll send for you or you'll be sent. And that's why we have to know this last thing. When that end of that, that verse says we plan the way that we want to live, but only God makes us, everybody say able. able. He's the only one that can make us able to live it. Yes. So, so the last thing I want to tell you, if you're in that valley of decision about to move and you need to stay or you've been paralyzed and you need to move. God is depend able. He's dependable. You can trust him. You can trust he's not playing you. You can trust that he'll send for you when it's time. You can trust that he'll send you when it's time. So what do you have to do? Do the last thing he told you to do. And spend time in the presence of God. David goes, takes the grilled cheese sandwiches, sees Goliath. And we'll talk about all that next week. You don't want to miss next week. It's going to be nasty. But I want you to see how David didn't even choose himself to go fight Goliath. He literally asked the question in 1 Samuel 17. He was like, um, y'all, what happens if we beat this fool? That's all he asked. He's like, listen, you get one of the king's daughters. You get paid and you never have to pay taxes again. Now, I would take a swing at it. <laughs> like, and he, and he, he, 
was like, for real? And so he asked somebody else, he was like, what do, what do we get if we take out this uncircumcised Philistine? And look what it says in 1 Samuel 17, verse 31. It says, what David said was overheard and reported to Saul. He never went up to Saul and said, hey, I'm your guy. I'm going to kill him. He was just in the right spot at the right time. And what he was saying was overheard and reported to Saul. And look what it says. And the king sent for him. I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to make a way for yourself when the way maker is on your side. Oh, somebody needs to get excited about that. You do not have to make a way for yourself when Jehovah Jireh, the way maker, is on your side. Father, let every person today get a conviction to not try to ascend without you. God, let us be sent to and sent for. No matter where we are in our lives today. Father, I'm not asking who needs this because all of us need it. And I thank you because we are marked. Ah, we will not forfeit the plan you have for us. Because we know our next opportunity is wrapped in obedience. Let this word sit in our heart, Father God. And come out in practical application with normal obedience this week. We thank you, Father, for doing a work in us because we will reach purpose because we are marked in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give God a hand clap of praise. If you know you're marked by God, come on.